0: Welcome to Breakfast with Karen. This is the third webinar in our Breakfast with Karen series, and I am so grateful for your time here. I'm thankful that you would take your time to be here. I know how busy life is and how much there is to do this time of year, and so I appreciate your willingness and your effort to be here today. I'm excited about this topic: winning with your body, and it is uh, it's an important. Topic to me because it's our body has power. The power of the body and winning with our body. I didn't recognize that I could claim power in my body, about my body, the way that I treat my body, think about my body, and do my body on purpose. I didn't recognize and had no idea even to consider this, that I could do that on purpose. You're born into your body, and you just start experiencing your mortal life, and all the things that happen to us, and those things happen along the way, they all play into how we ultimately end up feeling about and thinking about things, including our body. And the fact that we live so closely to our bodies every day, like literally, Like, I got to do something with my body every single day. And if I don't, then the law of deterioration kicks in. I love nature and I love how Heavenly Father has laid out his just natural laws that also apply to heaven and its spiritual laws everywhere so we can see them. Just as you notice that, if you don't pull your weeds in your yard, your weeds grow. If you don't, um, wash your car, your car gets dirty. If you don't do maintenance to your car, it breaks faster. If you don't put gas in your car, it runs out of gas. I mean, it just, if you don't mow your lime, the grass grows, right? So if I don't just physically take care of my body, whether that's gully, I've been able to shower my body you know, this week, but my hair, I haven't even gotten to that in like seven or eight days. You know, does that ever happened to you where you're like, I don't have time to do my hair. I don't have time to wash my hair. We just have to make this work. That is a law, a spiritual law, the law of deterioration. And um, it's a law that Heavenly Father, I think he put it all around us in every creature and in his laws of nature and made seasons that changed so that we could learn a lot about us personally and spiritually by watching those things. And um, I have learned a lot doing that, just thinking about we all have something that's kind of part of our nature as mortals. And it is, we have something called an efficiency mechanism. If we're going to do something, we want to do it fast. If we're going to do something and take our time to do it, then we want it to happen in the best way and for it to last forever. Because of this mortal tendency that we have to pay so much attention to that efficiency mechanism, it is so difficult for us to have a spiritual perspective on life doesn't work like that. That efficiency mechanism makes it so that We have a difficulty seeing the spiritual law that's required, which is you are like nature. You have seasons, you grow, and then you put things away because you don't need them right now because the weather's changing. So you're just going to, you know, do something a little different, look a little different, be a little different, show up a little different, because um, that's the law. In your life. Your life does what nature does. You do what nature does. And it also says that when you don't care for things, you deteriorate. Whether it's you know washing your face or mowing your lawn, whether whatever it is, whether it's taking care of you and nutritionally fueling your body in a way that serves you and makes you have more energy and purpose. Um, on purpose to do that, or whether it's you just eating whatever's easy and over time not paying attention to things. And then if you're like me, pretty soon your pants don't fit anymore. So I'm excited today to talk to you about this because um, there's something I think that maybe you're like me a little bit. Maybe you've noticed that this life is a time to prepare to meet God And that it is stretchy. Maybe you've noticed that. And when it comes to managing the things that have to do with our body, the adversary knows about our efficiency mechanism. He knows that just our natural girl, our mortal tendency is to throw all of our energy into something and make that the priority because the more energy we throw at it, the more successful it's going to be. And he knows I like them to get out of balance. I like them to get out of balance in one direction or another and heavy in one direction, light in others. And the more I can do that, the better I can do my work with these, with Karen. Like I can, cause I, and I can create false thinking there. So because it's Christmas, my, Son recently told me a story. This is the other thing the adversary knows about us as people. Isn't just that we have this law efficiency mechanism, but also he knows that there is a science behind why we do things that we do. It's not just, it's our nature. He knows that scientifically, chemically, our bodies, our minds, they can be affected and it can Determine our behavior if we don't have any idea that's going on. Things can happen and you're like, how did I get here again? And you're like, I know, right? I always do this. I lost 30 pounds, then I gained 50 pounds. I lost 50 pounds, then I gained 80 pounds. I mean, it just is, it just looks like that. And so you're like, what is going on here? So I don't want you to get that today is just about weight loss. I want you to hear today that today is about power. We have power in our body because Heavenly Father said, just like he says in nature, look at this power. Look how it cares for itself. Look how it knows what to do. Look how it knows when to change. Look how it knows without anybody flipping a switch. It just flows and happens and it's because there's a power there and it honors its power that is what the adversary wants us to do is dishonor our power or think of it inappropriately for instance i was just saying my son he um he's kind of particular and it was time for him to put up his little christmas tree with his kids and he got out was, they went to the dollar store and bought ornaments and got out his lights and they, he was, and these kids were just you know kind of playing because he told them you guys go and got them all entertained over there so he could decorate put the lights on the tree and then he'd bring them over to do the ornaments, but because he's particular and because he wanted it to look awesome he didn't want it to look weird he said you know this isn't really fun to me because here I am doing the lights on the tree. My kids, I can hear them and they're having fun and playing, but I'm feeling frustrated because I want this tree to look a certain way. And I want to, I know I'm capable of making it look that way, but I don't really like that. That's what I'm focused on is this tree needs to look awesome because he knew that really he's kind of, insightful into how he's feeling and so he just decided after trying the lights and doing some stuff for a bit he thought why am i doing it like this why why do you have to be in charge of decorating the tree why don't you just have fun and so he he called his kids and said hey you guys uh, we're gonna decorate the tree would you guys take over and do the lights and his daughter is five and his son is not three yet. Okay, and so then there's a little guy, um, and he just crawls around and, I mean, just barely started walking. And so, anyway, he didn't like the way that his attention was being, was being held. Like, this needs to be perfect. This needs to look a certain way. This is awesome. Like, this is the first time I've ever decorated my very own Christmas tree. I need to make this look great because there are people to impress it's Christmas time for heaven's sakes. But when he said, what am I doing? I should be having fun. This doesn't feel fun to me. So he said, Hey, come on in here and help me decorate this tree. And then he just stepped back and sat on the floor and watched his kids decorate that tree. And they had so much confidence. They knew exactly what they were doing, you know, and it looked absolutely crazy. Like, He showed me a picture of it, and it looked like all the lights were on one bottom end of the tree, and then one little string went around the tree, but all the rest of them were just in this little area of the tree on the bottom, and then all the ornaments were around the bottom. None were on top. Didn't have anything on the top, but he said, I love my tree. I love my tree. I just love it because... Um, it just makes me so happy. I felt so happy watching them do it. And as soon as I started watching them do it and just let go of what I thought it should be and what I was trying to make it be, then I could just enjoy myself. I could naturally just think this is what this is about. It's about memories and about enjoying ourselves and about having a happy time together. And I would have thought i'll just fix it after they go to bed you know i would have thought maybe something like that maybe a little bit try to fix it but he did not he says every time i look at it it makes me so happy because i just had so much joy watching them do what they did and um he could have allowed that feeling of it's uh, it's christmas and Christmas trees are supposed to be even and beautiful and have this great look to them. And this is the first time I've ever done my own tree. That's kind of important. People are going to look at this tree and think, that's how you do trees? No. But for him to say, I'm just going to let go of that and let that be what it's going to be. And I'm not going to judge it and try to make it something that it's not. And I'm going to find the joy in this situation because, because that's where peace comes from. That's where confidence comes from. That's where truth comes from, is when we open ourselves up to allow God to come in, his spirit to come in, and bear witness to us that that is good. That is good. And the reason I tell that is because it parallels so much my journey with this discovering The power of the body and that my body had power. What the adversary knew about my son doing the tree, he knew what holds your attention holds you. He knew that. What holds people's attention holds them. What people pay attention to, they get more of. Okay. So he knew that. So whatever it is that we feel is important or should be a certain way in our own belief system and story whatever should be a certain way or whatever is important even if it's a righteous desire even if it's something that we think that's totally connected to God and going where I'm supposed to be going even if that happens the adversary knows if I can make it feel more like my son felt initially doing the tree If I could make it feel more like that for these people, then they will have the hard time stepping back and letting it be what it should be. Letting it do what it should do. Because that's what, that's what we do. That's the way God's laws are. But when we try to control and define and label things and we want them to be constructed in just the right way. So when people look at it, it looks like that is an awesome tree, right? When people look at it, they get to say, oh, wow, that is so cool how they did that. That's so neat how that looks. Wow, everybody just loves that style of tree, right? But he, because he let go and thought, I'm going to let this be what it is. And I'm going to find the joy in what it has to offer me. And as soon as he did that, he allowed the spirit to come in and confirm to him that this is joy. This is real. This is truth. But when he tried to control it, it was holding him. It was holding his attention. And if he would have been just focused on making his tree awesome, then he would have got more of I'm focusing on making my tree awesome, which would have distracted him from allowing his kids to have any fun, right? Because he would have thought, no, don't put it there. Here, let me do it for you. That kind of stuff, right? Or you guys just go over there and do that. I'll do this kind of thing like he was initially thinking. So in our mom power classes, our next one starts January 8th. And I invite you to join us. If you aren't registered, I invite you to register because I'm going to tell you some of the things that I, that one of the things we learn in Mom Power, and it is the ability for us to allow things to be what they should be, like let our body be what it should be. Let our thoughts be appropriate the way they should be. Allow our life to be what it is and celebrate the good in our life, have the ability to look at ourselves just like we look outside and the spring is coming and the flowers are blooming and they're just little teeny little things poking out of the dirt. They're just little, right? It's been this frozen winter, all winter. And when your things start poking out of the dirt, don't we just feel this like, there they come here they come. It's going to be so pretty. It makes me so happy. I'm going to be able to show up in a different way. I'm going to feel different. We can't allow ourselves to do that if we're focused on what it should be. And so it really has helped me so much to go and apply the things, a lot of what we talked about last week, if you were here, when I learned how to receive personal revelation. I started learning so much more about how God felt about me and how he wanted me to feel about me. And it had to do with combining my writing, my reading, and my prayers all together to create this, this powerful tool that you can learn more about in mom power. But how you combine those things together that, but it created this, this ability for me to find this spiritual language that slowed down my will. Cause you know how we have a will and it is to make our tree look awesome? To, to be awesome? It was to slow down my will so that I could hear more what God's will was. Okay. So as I write my letters to God, it's like saying a slower prayer. As I communicate with God, I'm communicating about things that I'm, I'm looking out the window of my springtime. And when I look out my physical window, it's glorious. And I love that something's happening, even though it's a little teeny. But when I look at me, I can't see anything glorious. When I look at me, I can't even celebrate little teeny things because the biggest, hugest thing is not right. And so, again, celebrate that because how can I how can I look at me? We never do that in the springtime. We never look out and say, look, the little, you know, tulips are coming up. The daffodils are coming. You know, they start coming out of the earth. We never think. But look at all the dirt still and all the dead grass. We don't even do that. We just get excited that there's little flowers coming up and that they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. So when I started recognizing the adversary knows, he does not want me to ever, ever allow me to just be me the way I should be. He wants me to be conformed to this little bondage that feels like, but they're going to see you. But they're going to see you. or, Or you've got to do it like this. So that, you know, you'll feel like when they see you, it's going to be great. So Heavenly Father's plan is for us to be happy. It's for us to feel open and capable of receiving the love and the power and the gifts that Christ has given us in our lives. And One of the reasons the adversary wants us to use our backstories and our beliefs and the way the world believes temporally, one of the reasons he wants us to do that and lock that down in a certain way that looks awesome and is awesome is because he knows you can't hear and be open to all that power offered to you in the way that it can happen for you if you're locked into something else and the way it should look and you can't ever even notice, oh, (laughs) I'm in a season. It's a season of dirt and dead grass. That's what this is. And every little once in a while, here comes a little teeny beautiful. Oh my gosh, look what I'm doing. I'm noticing something amazing because I'm allowing myself to forget about Temporal thinking, which is horizontal, right? It's all like this. I'm allowing myself to forget about that and focus instead on what does Heavenly Father say to me in the gospel through the prophets? What is what's going on here? Who am I to Him? How does He feel about me? What kind of importance does my body have? For my spirit. Because we're here to have this body that is covering our spirit. Because in the pre-mortal life, we could, we couldn't bring our spirit to the world and have an experience. We had to have a body to experience all the things required of us to come to mortality and gain this experience. So we can grow. But in my own life, something I noticed was when I became completely locked down to what my body should look like and that nothing was good in my life unless my body looked a certain way, unless my body was a certain size, unless um, unless I had attention or I didn't have attention. So just, I'm going to share just a little bit of some of my stuff with you so you can hear your stuff with you, okay? Because that's super helpful. If if I share something, here's something personal about me, something about my journey in discovering that my body has power, that you might be able to think, well, that didn't happen to me. That's not my story. But as you listen, you'll think, oh, okay. As a little girl, I learned by other people using their agency in the wrong way. The very first thing I knew about my body is that I didn't have a lot of power over it because people would steal that power from me. Okay. And so I thought, Oh, well that that's not going to. So, and I also learned as I grew that using your sexuality Your body, as a point of attention, was required. It was required. If you wanted to feel loved, if you wanted to be accepted, and you didn't want to be all alone and have everybody leave you, you had to have a boyfriend. Because your greatest fear is that you're not acceptable your greatest fear is that someone's going to that you're going to be all alone. And so because i was sexualized at a way too soon before it was even time to do that in my life i connected my woman power. My cuz women have so much power. We have so much power. We have But women in our day, in our world, use our power inappropriately. And the world says your power comes from the way you look, how smart you are, how much success you have, if you're sexually attractive to people, if you're desirable, if you fit on magazines, if you're noticed, that is the kind of Christmas tree everybody loves. Okay, but my experience was that I can't be alone because I feel so vulnerable and worthless. And I've I've discovered the way to keep something so it doesn't go away is to use my woman power in the wrong way. Okay, so did that cause me a lot of difficulty when it comes to, just see yourself the way God wants you to see yourself. Just love yourself and be open to just what naturally you sh- it should look like. Okay, that really affected that. Okay, but as I grew and I, you know, made more covenants and I've learned more about the gospel and I understood more about who I wanted to be and what I wanted to feel like, I didn't have all the tools to do that, but I knew I'd have been taught so well And I had been kept safe from so many things that so many other people go through that mine was just little, you know, but still it just affected me personally. And so what I ended up noticing is that I brought all that stuff with me into this new place. I brought it all with me to this new place. And because I never knew how to fix all that, I just brought it. But yet I was trying to be somebody different, trying to do something different. And I knew what it looked like on the outside. I knew what a church lady looked like. I knew what a nice person looked like. I knew what a responsible person looked like. I knew what what a person that showered looked like. I knew what that looked like. But all the stuff inside of me, I didn't know what to do with that or even that there needed to be something done with it. I just, was marching along in my life, just like we all do. But pretty soon I started to notice that those stories, those things that I learned and arrived in this worthless kind of place inside of me, those didn't go away. I still had to figure out what to do with those things. And so my next obsession became, so the first obsession I had was I need to know I'm lovable, that I'm wanted, and I'm not worthless. And having someone with me proves that I'm not. Okay, that's not true. But I thought it was true. And it made sense to me for some reason. But my next thing was, okay, the thing that you're going to lock in first and foremost is that your body, you have control over your body. That's going to prove your worth And it's going to prove your abilities. What I noticed was that it it actually created this cycle of looking like, whoa, I look on the outside like I have it together. But on the inside, I'm still the same girl with the same problems, still have those same beliefs. And so the way that I would emotionally Deal with that is eat lots of food to the point of punishing myself, like to the point of getting really sick because I was so naughty for eating food and ruining all this work that I'd done to make my body look acceptable. And so I would eat all this food and I, and I I would get in this downward spiral um, and feel like, man, what is wrong with me after I had, you know, gained 10 pounds and then 20 pounds and then 30 pounds. And then I'd look back and think, there's something wrong with me. Like, that's weird. Why would you work so hard for something you want so bad and then be here again? It's just weird, right? But my problem was I was trying to lock down what I should be, lock down what I should look like, lock down who I was. But it wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with the right source. It had everything to do with this source. Okay? The temporal horizontal stuff had nothing to do with just care about that other stuff. Care about what God thinks about you. Go find him. Go figure that out. And it wasn't until I hit this place in my life that I told you about last week that was I found my spiritual language that i started addressing those things inside me that had never been addressed because i was honest enough to talk just right down to the dirty the dirty toe jam of that it was just like that is what that was i just thought this is this is who i am this is my life this is what i think on the inside of me But I show up like this on the outside of me. And that's exactly what God was waiting for. To show me that I had power in my body. That I had power in my body that was so miraculous. That to this day I'm thinking, that is weird. Doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Because um, it doesn't follow the law, the temporal law. The temporal law says... Calories in, calories out. Eat this much, the science of it is this. Um, exercise like this, you look like that. Do it like this, you don't do this. What All that stuff, it just has all this science laid out. But as soon as I started telling and talking to God about everything, all I could hear was, over time, I could tell what he was trying to get me to hear was, hey, Karen, just be you just be you. And he wanted me to know one of the most important things is this. He wanted me to know, and if you're listening to the recording, I'm holding up a piece of paper, and it's just drawn with a marker, and I keep this on my desk a lot because I use it a lot in my coaching. (laughs) So I just stopped drawing it and kept the same paper. So because it's just only God defines me. Once I could start defining me, um, Not from the experiences that I've had in my life, but from the relationship that I was building with God, I found me. And when I found me, I had to learn to accept me. Because sometimes everybody says, well, I found me. That just made it all better. But sometimes you find you, and then you have a choice. Are you going to run? Because that's hard work. That's really scary when you really look at you. Or are you going to stay there and believe this? These little teeny whispers that you've heard. And along with only God defines you is this. Magazines don't define you. Your parents don't define you. Your friends don't define you. Your friendship circle doesn't define you. The amount of money or the social groups that you hang out in don't define you. Your talents don't define you. And most importantly, you don't define you. I realized I am the very worst person all by myself. I'm the very worst person to say, am I okay? Because if it's just me focused on, I want this tree to look a certain way. I want me to feel a certain way, be a certain way, and rock things in a certain way. I do that, then I can't see me. I can't define me. So when I would say, you define me, God, I would check in every day and say, could you remind me again that I, that's really true, that I'm okay, and that you really do love me, even though I'm not doing anything cooler? And you think I'm okay, even though I'm really overweight and I'm not taking care of myself? you still love me? Do you still love me even though I, I still get to that weird place that feeds into all those wounds from my past and I have really weird dynamic in my relationship with my husband again for the hundredth and ten thousandth time because there's stuff in there, right, that gets we get wounded. And that's when we need Christ to come and say, I got you, I got you. That is not going to go away. It's all anything that was a mistake that you made went away. That's away. But those wounds, just like my wounds in my hands and in my feet, don't go away. Yours aren't going away. Just because you're in a different place. But I can help you manage those wounds. If you come find me, I'll show you how much power you have in your body, in you, about you. I'll show you how much power you have over you and your natural girl desires. I'll show you that. But the only way that you can arrive to that place is if you allow the Savior to come hang out with you a lot. Like, start catching. Does that sound like my truth in my head? And if it's like, no, God would never talk to me like that. Then I know that I'm trying to make a Christmas tree look a certain way, trying to define things in my own way. And I'm not letting go and allowing it to be just the way it should be, the way it was meant to be, the way God created it. I'm not allowing it to be that because I can't. Because what if somebody sees me? But when I'm connected, And connect often and a lot and I have really meaningful experiences there. Those things grow louder than my behaviors. Those things grow louder than the way I behave. And when I start defining myself off of how I perform or how I behave or what I do, then I know, girl, you are not in your lane. You're not in your lane. You think you're in your lane because it's all about you. You think you're in your lane because it's all about you. But remember, who gets to define you? Not you. You can try to define you all day long by yourself. But if you're not connected to God, you can't look at you clearly. And until you know what that feels like on a regular basis, then trying to do that by yourself isn't very productive. And will you misbehave and do things that you shouldn't do with whatever your goals are or your aspirations are with the kind of healthy body you'd love to have, whether you want it to be a smaller size or you want it to feel more powerful and have more energy or you just want to accept it. So I think it's important for you and me to ask ourselves really important questions that sound like this how do I feel about my body? And the way that you know how you feel about your body is to ask things more specific, like, in what way is my body a burden? And make a list, how does my body feel like a burden to me? Okay, and here's another question. What parts of my body do I often think about? Kind of in an obsessive way thinking of that part of my body because I want it to look different or feel different. I want to be different. So it could be something that you just have chronic, chronic pain, or maybe you have a mental illness, you know, and you're feeling like, yeah, I'm thinking my brain is not working in that area. It really affects my life. But it's really important to ask ourselves questions like when people look at me, What is the first thought I have about my body? When people look at me, what's the first thought I have about my body? Okay, or when it's time for me to do something that I think, oh, yeah, that sounds fun. That would be fun. That's a good idea. That sounds really fun. And you want everybody else to have a lot of fun, but you can't have any fun. (laughs) Because then you would have to, like, confront all those things that you're thinking about, all those things that you are feeling like that narrator in your head is punishing you for, okay? And so it's so important to just just approach those things in a very kind, very honest way with God. Just approach them in a letter. When you do your letters to God in Mom Power, we learn about prayer and writing and reading and that those are actions that we have to do on purpose every day. And if we don't do them, it's like we didn't get dressed. It's kind of like we decided to instead of going to battle looking super scary and ready for a battle because we know the adversary is going to try to mess with us, we show up instead like in a diaper because we didn't even try. We didn't even try. And we want to be scary. So I wanna read you some things. And what I hope you're hearing, and I'm gonna I'm just gonna show you a couple pictures, maybe that will be louder than what I read you. Here's one of them. You see a doggy and a girl. That looks like joy to me. And when you think of the things that bring us joy that really have meaning, like the way your baby smells, like what it feels like when you Hold hands with your husband and you're just focusing on what his hand feels like and grateful that it's in your hand. Like when you witness things at your house that still look messy, but there's something good in that. It just feels familiar. It feels acceptable and normal and like like you've come you've come a distance. When you look back and you notice how people that you love have changed and how you've changed, to be so full of joy about that. Okay, let me see if I can find this other picture. Anyway, it was a picture of me, and I was standing in my stay-by-the-tree shirt up in the mountains with my family, and we'd gone four-wheeling, and they were taking pictures of us, uh, we all decided we need to take pictures because we're super bad at taking pictures. We need to take pictures. So let's all pretend like we've been taking pictures all day for about 15 minutes. So do different things because we never take pictures. Right. And so they started being silly about it and they said, okay, you know, and, and my husband, he said, okay, Karen, you know, cause I thought he's just paying attention over there and he said, okay, Karen, here you go. And so look at me. Do I look like something about me is okay. It's like, look, I'm having fun. And I remember as I did that, I was like, wow, what are you doing? Like, because, you know, I'm a lot more, you know, I live with people who our temperature looks kind of calm. Do you know what I mean? And so some houses have a really high temperature that doesn't look calm and some don't and some do and we're all in between. But mine says be calm. So me doing that was really unusual. But the reason I love that picture is because, That is evidence of what I've grown on the inside of me. And it wasn't about how should I stand and how should I look? What should I be like? And what will be cute? And what will people think? Or never mind, don't do that. I don't want a picture of me. Okay, it was more like, you know, ta-da. Okay, now I'm going to show you another picture. So I just, I keep this one to just remind me about what really matters. So you're about to see a picture of me that looks like I'm in a bra. And the reason you're going to see that is because I was so obsessed with the only way my body, the only way my life is successful is if my body is successful. If I can't control my body, then I can't control me or my life. And if I'm not, if my body isn't a certain size, if it doesn't feel a certain way or isn't noticed in a certain way, And I am not acceptable or lovable. That is very temporal. It's really horizontal. That is so satanic. So I worked my guts out and entered this contest. And, okay, so I entered this contest. And look, I even have muscles, like, on my chest. Like, I have muscles, right? And that was super important, And I've never looked that good in my life. That's the best I've ever looked. And um, it took so much work to get there, and you had to do before and after pictures. But I want you to know that in this picture, when I should have felt like, oh, yeah, I did it. I got there. Did that. The only thing I could think of was being obsessed with how to keep that or what my future was gonna look like if I could have that—not who I should be, who I was, being okay with just letting go and letting me be me, because I couldn't find me until I let go of what I thought me should be. And um, but this picture, that picture makes me feel amazing. And that picture gives me confidence that I am going to be peaceful and happy and be able to find joy no matter what messy, messy, messy comes in my life. I know how to go where I can be clearly defined. Even after I eat too much, even after I lose battles, do things outside my value system, I know how to find that within an hour. If I really want to find that, I can tell myself, you're going to go find that, and I can get it within an hour. Or even get the whispering that, hey, Karen, you need to write some more. You need to do that a little longer. Or you lost the spirit enough that to feel and believe what it is that the spirit has to offer you, you need to do a little more work on that. But I trust the feeling now. I trust that I'm okay, I'm okay on the inside. I still have wounds. I still have things that hurt. I still have things that um, I I have big lies in my head, my my three big ones, whether I'm worthless, I'm not lovable, and everything about nothing about my body is right. And um so it's my testimony that this is true. So I'm going to read you one thing. One of my favorite um, insightful talks that I love. First of all, I love Sister Jones, what she said in her talk about divine identity. I love how she said, we have to be aware of where we put our attention. She totally called out that law of what holds your attention holds you. What you think of, you get more of. And if you can't let go of what you think the world and your backstory tells you is acceptable, and just start thinking, well, help me define me. I'm going to try to think more vertically. Could you help me define me? Because I'm a complete lost girl. But she called that out. It was so cool when she said it. I was like, that's what she said. She just called out that law." She says, if the love we feel for the Savior and what he did for us is greater than the energy we give to weakness, self-doubt, or bad habits, then he will help us overcome the things which cause suffering in our lives every time. So what does that say? It says, you know, what should I really be fighting for? To have hold my attention. It should be, God, I'm not connected with you because I can't hear me. I can't hear you. I know when that, when that's, when that goes away. I know. And, and so it, you can't keep that 100% 24 seven because you're a mortal girl. You're a spiritual girl having a mortal experience and you have to live in a temporal world where you lose the spirit and then it comes back. Where you do things really weird and then you get back online. Where you step away from God because temporal things are happening and seasons are changing and you forgot to notice little things coming up in the dirt. Forgot about that. And then you remember. And you're like, I know where pieces, I need to go find find that again. And I know the steps to take to do that. I pray, I write. I read, I get really honest, and I repent. And I allow myself a lot of grace. Because I know God has grace for me. I should have grace for me too. He goes on to say that, um, while it is often easier to be spiritually passive than it is to put forth the spiritual effort to remember and embrace our divine identity, we cannot afford This indulgence in these last days. And then she says, as the Savior lifts us to higher ground, we can see more clearly not only who we are, but also that we are closer to him than we ever imagined. So once Karen said, I don't define me. That's not my lane. I'm too temporal. I'm too mortal. I have too many wounds. I have way too many weaknesses to define that curricula- correctly because there are a lot of things I have stewardship over that look completely broken, like the law of deterioration has taken over that space, okay? But I have stewardship in that. I love that. I, I want that to be better or different. I don't have control over that, but I do have control over using my agency to choose to use my body to combine my spirit and my body together at the same time in a humble place and say, help me see me while I'm looking at that deteriorating thing over there. Help me to find me in the way you see me, not in the way that is. So in Mom Power, we learn about how our chemistry is affected. And how when our chemistry is affected, our brain naturally does a natural process that takes us to a place where we have to relieve the painful feelings or the discomfort that we're having and how to interrupt that because we know that's the adversary using our biochemical makeup to get us to a place where we can't do what aligns with our values because our life is too hard because we are just too much of a loser so we go do things to soothe ourselves to numb ourselves or we don't uh, or we go try to control other people so they don't deteriorate cuz that will make me feel better when they look better so we can combine our body on purpose with our spirit to use something we call warrior chemistry to shift to shift where we're at to claim our power in Christ, because he um, saves everything, even me in the moment. He saves it all, but I have to invite him, I have to let him, I have to learn, I have to know what that looks like, and so we're all going to go have Christmas, we're going to have New Year's, and um, Christmas and New Year's are big, vulnerable times for girls, Okay? There are times for girls that say, Oh, maybe I need to just get it together. I wonder if I could just do this for real this time. Or, you know what? I just feel so overwhelmed because we just went through Christmas and I wanted it to be like this and feel like that, but it didn't match my little story. And because we have so many wounds and troubles at our house, we had, I didn't see that as a good Christmas. I thought, I thought it was horrible. But we're so vulnerable at this time of year when the Savior is so accessible, when we're celebrating Him. And my testimony would be, and my belief is from personal experience, that if we will recognize that as satanic lies in our life and claim the power of Jesus Christ and what He championed for us under Heavenly Father's plan, which is our freedom, our liberty to choose something different. And so rather than choose you showing up in a different way, rather than choose you looking all different, how about just choosing you? How about choosing to just find you? How about choosing uh, to just figure out just little pieces of what that looks like to just naturally let you do what you do? and see how the adversary is trying to use the efficiency mechanism and the law of deterioration, and what holds your attention holds you so that you make sure you decorate trees in just the right way because your body is decorated in the perfect way. You're ornamented with the most stunning things, and you have so much light So anyway, I just want to invite you before you go, I want you to know about our Mom Power class and how awesome it is. And it'll be better the second time around too, because now we're locked into the spirit and the feeling of it, and we'll have a better cadence, and that will be great. That class has everything to do with how to see you so that you can win your personal battles and how to find God and stop the adversary from using our temporal existence To blind us from what's really going on. And um, after you take this class, you can sign up for group coaching, which is so powerful because it's women discussing together and being coached on exactly where we're at, which is so powerful when you think, well, here's, we're not all trying to do the same thing. We're all doing our own thing, but we support each other in a truthful place to get where we each individually are trying to be. And um, we use the mom power principles to strengthen those things and know, so what does it look like? Because uh, the eight week class is fast and it has lots of information, but what does it look like to apply that all the time? What does that look like? And then come back and discuss it. So yeah, thank you so much for being here. And it's my desire to just make sure that I bear testimony that there is nothing, nothing that the world says is cool that the Spirit will say, yes, I love it. It doesn't. Uh, the Spirit says only things that you're doing with God and that are aligned with Christ's gospel are cool. And that's where you find yourself. And that's where safety is. And so I invite us all to be more safe and um, remember that our body has so much power that we can find. And this is just a sliver today. That's so much power that we can find it. That's just us learning that I can't define me. God defines me and I learn what that feels like when I'm aligned with that. And when I'm not aligned with that, I know what to do to go find him. If I don't align with that, then I just go misbehave. And I make myself miserable and I make other people miserable. All right. Love you. Thank you so much for being here today. appreciate your time. If you want to learn more tools that you can use with your family, please join our next MomPower class at mompowertraining.com. If you have any concerns or issues in your home that you want more information or help on, check us out at lifechangingservices.org.